0: Hello and welcome back to the Kill It By podcast. It's been quite a while since I've recorded, probably a year, so I guess this is an annual thing. Well, I guess technically I recorded an episode a couple weeks ago that was a test of remote recording, and I think it turned out okay, so hopefully I'm, I'm considering doing something special coming up if I can uh, if I can get the resources together. Okay, if I can really just spend time focusing on actually recording the podcast. So this episode is slightly different than normal if you're listening to this in the future. It is uh, March 30th, 2020, and we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic in the world. Massachusetts right now has 5,000 cases, or over 5,000 cases, and uh, 56 people so far have died from COVID-19. So I'm not going to dwell on the sadness and the failings of our government to slow the spread Quickly, I I think that Massachusetts is doing a pretty good job of keeping people home, and hopefully, we'll get to go back at some point. I will tell my story first. It's really exciting, not really much of a story. The last time I went into work was on March fourth or fifth, so I that was the day, and then I came home, and I'm pretty sure I didn't go to work the next day because I had a cough and I wasn't feeling well then. My son had a sore throat, so I took him, and he got a strep test, and he tested positive for strep, and so from that point on, I was home, and then the following week, I had a cough still, so I thought maybe I shouldn't go to the office if I have a cough, because I don't know what it is, and then the following Friday, schools were canceled, and uh, I've been home ever since, so I guess technically coming this Thursday, I'll have been home for uh, four weeks straight, and it's fine. I have... I worked from home before anyway, mostly in the afternoons, but I would be home one, maybe one day a week or go to Newburyport a couple days a week, but come home early because I had conference calls and I didn't like to do conference calls at the office. It's been pretty normal from a work perspective for me doing the work. I'm actually probably busier than ever because Wednesdays I would go into Boston and it was a great time to see people that I worked with and discuss things and meet face-to-face, but not a lot of work got accomplished. And so now that I'm home all the time, I'm, I'm working pretty hard and there's tons of work to do and my client's very busy. It's been okay. And my family, the kids are home. My wife is home she's a teacher. My wife has been doing a great job. I'll put a link in the notes um, for her YouTube channel where she's been doing remote learning. So every day she posts a video with a different um, activity or assignment for the kids. They can respond um in the comments or they're also for her classroom so people in her actual classroom can post on there and then there's a special Google classroom for friends and family and so she's been doing that which has been really exciting sort of I guess for her it's a a lot of work but it's been great to see her figure out how to record a video, how to put it on the computer, how to do the edits for that. And she's had some really great responses, and I think it's, it's really good. This is actually the perfect segue into, you know, what I really wanted to talk about. So this, for my wife, was a really good opportunity, I think, for her to try something new. It was figuring out remote learning. What does that mean? How do you teach kids remotely? And it's, it's kind of, um, I think, something we're going to see and a little bit of what we've seen, and how businesses and people are going to adapt after we all kind of go back to our lives after this. I'm really curious to see, like, what does that mean? Like, how, how are our lives going to be different? What will people do differently? Are people going to go to concerts still? Are people going to go to the movie theater? Uh, will restaurants boom? Or are people going to slowly, cautiously get back to that? Will it ever get to the same levels? Uh, I think it's it's really interesting to think about how the world's going to adapt and how things are going to be different. So some of the stuff that, that I've seen with my wife in remote teaching has been because um, I'm used to conference calls every day. And the first thing that jumped out to me was when she was on a conference call and it was fun seeing her or hearing her downstairs like Figuring it all out and everybody's figuring out like, wait, your microphone is muted. Why can't we hear you? I just sat upstairs smugly like, we know how to do this. This is so easy. They figured it out and everybody got to show their video at some point or see see everybody's faces but it's something that they haven't had to do which is collaborate over video and it's a it's kind of a real challenge because they they're used to seeing each other in person every day it's a school so you're going to see everybody one thing that i pointed out i would hear these calls and there would be a lot of questions and a lot of the administrators would be trying to tell them answer their questions and say this is what we're going to do and then people ask other questions and oh what about this and be like well we're going to get back to you And I realized that another tool that I'm used to that they aren't used to is a tool like Slack, like a team collaboration tool. It was painfully obvious while I was listening to everyone asking these questions and knowing that no one's ever going to answer that question because it's just going to be forgotten. Using Slack for me is a really great way to like collaborate with other people and figure out and just ask these questions that... You can put into a group situation where you can crowdsource the answer or you can tag people. Um, so I actually suggested afterwards, I said, is there anything that you guys, is? how do you communicate outside of these video conference calls, which is only two days a week? And she's like, well, I don't know, we just do email. And I was like, oh no, that's, you need something like Slack. So I went into uh, G Suite because they're, you know, the schools are very limited in the software that you can use because of privacy. And so I found that Google Suite actually has Google Chat, which lets you create a room and you can add people to a room. It's not nearly as good as Slack is, um, but it gets the point across. So she actually started using that. And I was like, this is the perfect place. You can have a room for your second grade teachers and they can all post in here and ask questions and share links to different things. So um, she started using that. So... That was just the first level was the collaboration between teachers and them trying to figure it out. And then next is these challenges with teaching the students because there's all these concerns around privacy and equality and how do you teach the children so you can't use Zoom because you know, they would have to use a private account and you can't use a private account because they're not their But you can't use Google Classroom sometimes because then you would see all the people in the classroom and you would know who it is. But from a privacy perspective, you can't. And so you have this whole difficulty of like, how do I teach kids remotely? On top of all that, you have this other layer of like, well, some kids don't have the internet, so how do we do that? And it's it's been really interesting to see kind of how they're going to get around this. I try to provide feedback or thoughts of like, well, this is how we do things. We do agile software development. So maybe you could do like a check in with kids and you could do like a two week sprint of, of like, these are the activities we're going to do for two weeks. And everyone has to post daily about what they're doing and how they're doing. If they got blocked, if they had problems, and then you could have other meetings that you know, follow up after the week is over and say, how did everything go? Did, did, was there enough homework? Was there too much homework? Was there not enough work? It's been interesting trying to work with her through that to figure out how can you teach kids remotely? You obviously can't stand in front of a computer for six hours and, and teach a lesson. That's, that's never going to work because some kids aren't available for six hours. They don't have internet or they don't have a dedicated computer that they can use. It's an interesting challenge. But they're adapting, and they're going to figure it out. And I think there will be much more remote work, and it'll become more acceptable. Teams will hopefully learn how to collaborate better remotely and do some jobs that they've never done before remotely. So I'm on the, the Little League board of directors in my town, and we couldn't meet at the senior center. It's definitely not at the senior center. We don't want to bring the, bring the COVID there. So we met online. And we had a meeting and it was, it was fine. Like there's, it, it wasn't the best thing in the world. It wasn't the same as being in a room with everybody, but it was fine. We got the meeting done and everyone showed up. It was actually, we had better attendance for the online meeting. And yeah, there were people that left their mics on and there were kids in the background watching TV and you could hear that. But it worked. We got the meeting done. Um, Unfortunately, there's no baseball yet, but it sounds like we're going to try to get it in. Even if we have to start in July and go through August, we're going to play our baseball games. So that's really exciting. Besides the remote work, it it made me wonder about co-working spaces. One thing that I thought about when when this whole thing started was where I work now at Rocket Insights, you don't have a dedicated desk. You go in, there's 11 desks, and you grab whatever desk is available when you get there. If you get there late, then you get a shitty desk that maybe you wouldn't normally get. If you get there early, then you get the desk you love. It was very different. I was like, wow, like every day there's someone different and someone else's germs. At least when I go into, if I had my old office where I had my same desk every day, at least it's my disgusting germs that are there every day and I'm not sharing, so... I think about places like WeWork where not only is it not it's it's just there's so many different people going through there. Dozens of companies that work there and they're bringing people in for interviews and they're bringing in clients and they're all just in this common area and it's it's a giant um, mess. So I wonder if that will change how companies work and if they move away from these WeWork spaces to have uh, more dedicated workspaces. In the cities like New York I it's just packed. Like you can't go anywhere at least out here in where I am, we can go out in the yard and we can walk around and there's plenty of space in the house. My, my cousin is she's in New York city in uh, Queens and she's in a small apartment in a big apartment building. It's, it's just packed. And I wonder if with remote work becoming more acceptable and people learning like, Oh yeah, people can do their job. If people will start to move out of cities, If people move towards the country, just because if this were to happen again, they don't want to be stuck in the city again. And the other one I've, I had noticed the last few years that local businesses, a lot of local businesses had tried to complement their brick and mortar with an online component. It seemed to me that that was pretty smart because... It seems that the brick and mortar have a little bit of a harder time. And if they can if they can offset that somehow with online, it's great. I wonder if we're going to see more of that, more more small businesses figuring out how to do an online portion to help supplement their income. Adaptation was all the restaurants like they a lot of restaurants could only do takeout or can only do takeout right now. And it's been really interesting to see these places kind of shift gears and figure it out. Um, For example, uh, Haji's 2, which is an ice cream stand um, near us, they opened a couple weeks ago. Coming out of the gate this season, they had online ordering and you could have it picked up at your car. So they just totally adapted, went okay, what do we have to do? We, we're going to open. We want to sell ice cream. People want ice cream. All right, let's 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 figure out how to do online ordering. And they did. They figured out online ordering and uh, another adaptation that a business did to, you know, get through this. My final thought is about manufacturing and service jobs. You know, in America, we've transitioned over largely to, uh, at least for local for local businesses a lot of service stuff right there's starbucks there's walmart there's all these stores and there's alta and and dick sporting goods and peco like there's all these stores these retail like where a lot of the employees work at those stores or they work at the dunkin donuts or they work at the restaurant applebees and all these places have we not diversified our workforce enough uh should we bring more manufacturing back not just because we can make the stuff but also because it provides another play, another type of industry for people to work should something go wrong like this. So if all this ends and we all go back to the world, are we going to still go out to eat as much? Are we still going to go to the Starbucks? Uh, I don't know. It's a really interesting time. I know it's a really sad time. Lots of bad stuff is happening. But I'm trying to kind of look forward and be like, wow, this is a really interesting time. It's going to be something that we remember. Our kids will remember like when they were home for six weeks and they didn't really do fourth grade or seventh grade, the second half of fourth grade or seventh grade, because they were stuck at home. I hope everyone out there stays safe. I hope we all get through this and that everything turns out okay. That is my coronavirus podcast update. I look forward to um, recording another episode soon. Like I said, I'm going to try to do something special, maybe get some... uh, some guests on the show remotely, I make no promises. Thanks for listening and uh, have a great day.